and then I'm going to read from verse number 15 down through verse number uh, verse 13 down through verse number 15. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Let's pray and we'll get into the, the sermon tonight. I've simply entitled it, Without a Preacher. Dear God, I thank you for the opportunity to be here in, in Alaska and this church, Lord God. I pray that you will bless this time in your word. Lord God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts, and I pray, Lord God, that you would work in our hearts to be the preachers of the gospel that you would want us to be. And Lord God, I pray that um, you would just work at Hearts and Lives tonight. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. When you think of the world around us, there's no doubt that this world is in desperate need of preachers. This world is in desperate need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And in our, in our text today, the Bible tells us that for the need of, of preachers of the gospel. I want you to think back with me, if, if you would, in, in your own life. And if you're here today and you've been saved, I want you to think back to that day you got saved. I want you to think back to that day you got saved. I want you to specifically think about who it was that was an influence in your life to bring you to that point where you accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. Who it was that, if I may, was that preacher of the gospel in your life. I think of my salvation testimony. I was a, a five-year-old boy. My family was getting ready to move to New Guinea and we had been traveling to several different churches. We were back at my dad's sending church in Medford, Oregon. And the pastor there preached the gospel message on um, Resurrection Sunday. And he as, uh, he, as he preached that message for the first time in, in my little mind, it was clear that Jesus didn't just die on a cross and raised from the dead, but Jesus did that for my sin. For the first time in my life, I didn't just see it as a Bible story, but I saw it as, this is what Jesus did for me. And at the end of the service, I, I, I was sitting by my mom, and I, I told my mom, I said, Mom, I, I need to get saved. And my mom took her Bible and she went through the Romans Road with me and asked me some questions to see if I understood what I was doing. And, and that day, um, I prayed and accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I think in my personal testimony, the pastor that preached that day was a preacher in my life that helped me see my need for salvation. But my mom also was, was a preacher in my life that helped me to, uh, to accept Jesus Christ as my Savior. I would hate to think where I would be today without 
the preachers in my life. I'd hate to think what my life would be like if I never got saved as, as a young boy. Many of us here today, you can think back to that time that you got saved, that time where Jesus changed your life forever. Where would you be without that preacher in your life? Tonight I want to look from our text and, and, and show us three truths that will help us to share the gospel with others. Because I believe that the world around us is in desperate need of a preacher. And where will they be without a preacher? Number one, the first truth I want to look at tonight is that is, is found in verse number 13. And the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The first thing about sharing the gospel and helping us to share the gospel is, the first thing I want to say is that the gospel is simple. The gospel is simple. I, find, I found as a young, as a young um, teenager trying to share the gospel with people, I always made excuses why I didn't. And one of those excuses was, well, I don't know enough to share the gospel. Or the gospel is too complicated for me to explain. But the reality is that the gospel is, is simple and, the, and you don't have to have a degree in, uh, in, in theology to share the gospel. The gospel is simple in the fact that the gospel is for everyone. You know one thing about the gospel is you can never share it to the wrong person. Oh, there's lots of times when we might think, well, I wonder if they want to hear it. There's, there's times when we might think that, oh, I don't know if they need it. But the reality is this, that everybody needs the gospel. The reality is that the gospel is for everyone. The Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord. John 3.16 tells us that God so loved the world. He, he sent Jesus Christ not just for a specific few, but He sent Jesus Christ for the whole world. And the gospel is simple in the fact that you don't have to worry about telling the wrong person about the gospel. The gospel is simple in the fact that it's all about Jesus. The gospel is all about Jesus. Jesus himself said this in John 14 and verse number 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Acts 4.12 tells us, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. I don't, know, I don't know your experience, but my experience when I try to share the gospel with people, there's a lot of times when they like to change the subject. When they like to start talking about something about maybe a religion, or they like to start talking about some kind of experience. But the reality is that as we share the gospel with others, we, we must remember that the gospel is all about Jesus and we must always bring it back to Jesus. I think an awesome example in the Bible is found in Acts chapter number 8 when Philip was told to go and witness to the man from Ethiopia. And as he, he went and approached that carriage and the man was reading the book of Isaiah and, and he said, understand you what you read. And, and the man said, how can I accept somebody explain it to me? And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter number 8 and verse number 35, then Philip 
opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. Because Philip understood this, that the gospel was all about Jesus. He understood that it it wasn't about him helping this man to understand everything about the Old Testament or to go in deep theological discussions about the prophecy of Isaiah, but it was what that man needed at that time was that scripture to point him to Jesus. The gospel is all about Jesus. The gospel is simple because it's for everybody. And the gospel is simple because it's all about Jesus. Don't overcomplicate the gospel. If, if you're like me, I've made excuses in my life not to share the gospel because I thought it was too complicated to explain. The gospel is simple and the gospel, the gospel needs to be shared. And if, we're, if we think it's too complicated, then many times we won't end up sharing the gospel. Verse number 14 tells us that the gospel has a need. The gospel has a need. When I talk about the gospel having a need, I'm not talking about adding something to salvation. The Bible is very clear that, that Jesus Christ did everything that needed to be done to give us eternal life in heaven. That everything that, that could save us from our sin was done through the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see, the need of the gospel is not for us to do all the right things or anything that a lot of religions talk about when it comes to work salvation and added grace and different things like that. No, Jesus paid it all. All to Him I owe. But what is the need of the gospel? The Bible tells us in verse number 14, Now then, uh, now... How then shall they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in Him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Did you know Jesus paid it all? But He gave us the amazing responsibility to be preachers of the gospel. And the need of the gospel is that it needs a preacher. It needs us to share. We, we use the term preacher as somebody that stands behind a pulpit and preaches the Word of God, and that is a correct term of the word preacher, but it is not the only term when it, when it comes to the idea of the preacher. A preacher doesn't have to be a pastor or a missionary, but a preacher is, is the simple meaning of a preacher is someone who heralds or proclaims with authority. What is that authority? That authority is the Word of God. So it's anybody that, that takes the Word of God and shares it with somebody else. A preacher, a preacher is someone who shares the gospel with others. And I believe this. I believe if you're saved today, God wants you to be a preacher of the gospel. God wants you to share what He has done in your life with people around you. 
Because the gospel has a need, and that need is a preacher. As a Christian, as a Christian, we do not receive the gospel to hide the gospel, but we are to re- we receive the gospel to share the gospel. If if the Christian life didn't, if we did not have the command to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, then quite honestly. We the best thing for us would be to get saved and to go to heaven. But God left us on this earth for a very specific purpose, and that purpose is to share the gospel with others. Because the because what Jesus did on Calvary, the need of the gospel is that it needs a preacher is that it needs us to share it to others. In my church in Bougainville, it's a lot of new Christians, a lot of very uh, Christians that are very hesitant in sharing what Jesus Christ has done in their life. And I, 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 told, I told the Christians, just trying to encourage them in, in sharing the gospel, I said, I, said I, I told them two things. I said, I want to challenge you to do two things. In, in the idea of sharing the gospel. One, I want to I challenge you to share your testimony with your family members. I want to challenge you to tell your family what Jesus Christ has done in your life. How that he's changed your life. And then I said, another thing I want to challenge you to do is this. Invite people to church. Because I promise you this, if you invite people to church... I'll preach the gospel to them. But we all need to be preachers of the gospel. We all need to be sharing the gospel to people around us. The gospel is simple. The gospel has a need and it needs a preacher, but as we wrap it up tonight, verse number 15 tells us this. And how, shall they, and, uh, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. The, the, verse 15 begins with the idea of how, how shall they preach except they be sent. And I won't get into that majorly tonight, but I believe this. I believe as a Christian... Jesus Christ has sent us to share the gospel with others. I believe if God has called you into full-time ministry and you are wanting to go start a church and sharing the gospel that way, that you should be sent out of a, a church. I believe the book of Acts talks more about that. But the last truth I want to give you tonight in verse number 15 is that the gospel is powerful. The gospel is powerful. Have you ever thought about sharing the gospel with somebody and but but you had this idea, you had this thought, and I'll be honest with you, I've had it. Is it really going to make a difference in their life? Maybe you look at their situation and their situation is just out of control. And you you have this 
man, I should share the gospel with them, but man, is it really going to make a difference? Can I tell you that the Bible tells us that the gospel is powerful? In our text tonight, the gospel is powerful in that the gospel brings peace, and the gospel is powerful in that the gospel brings hope. Jesus himself said in John 14 and verse number 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. There's a lady that came to our church in Bougainville. Her name is Hagar. Hagar came to our church and she, um, the first Sunday that she came, she told me how that she has no peace in her heart. She told me that she wants to know what the Bible says about going to heaven. She said that she's been to every church in town and that she's done everything. This church has told her she did everything and she said, I still had no peace. And then I went to this church and I joined this church and did everything that this church told me to do and I still had no peace. I still had fear about what was going to happen to me when I die. She said, now I'm going to a Bible study with a group of JWs and, and I still don't have peace in what they're telling me. And I, 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 I talked to her about the gospel and, and her response was, I just don't know. I got to think about that for a little bit. The people of Bougainville are very skeptical in everything that a foreigner brings in because of their history. And I haven't had one person come to church and get saved the first day they come to church. I've had several people come back and kind of think about it and think about it and then get saved as as they come back and and hear. But, But she was skeptical about what I was saying. She went home and she came back again. I talked to her again. I gave her a little pamphlet that uh, explains the gospel more. And, and um, she knew how to read, which is not normal in Papua New Guinea. A lot of people in Papua New Guinea are illiterate. And um, so I gave her, gave her that, that uh, literature that she could read and take home. She came back the next Wednesday night with a smile on her face. And she said, she said Pastor, I... I read that and and I realized for the first time that it's not about what I have to do, but it's about what Jesus Christ already did for me. And she said, Pastor, I, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. And 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 with with a smile on her face, she said, I have peace now. She said, I've never had peace like this before. Can I tell you tonight that the gospel does make a difference? The gospel is powerful and the gospel brings peace. Peace like this world does not have. Many things that go on in our society today is because people don't have peace. Because they're looking for something to satisfy, but as the Word of God tells us, it will never satisfy. But the Gospel of Jesus Christ brings peace. 
last phrase in our text, um, that phrase, and brings glad tidings of good things. That, that phrase of glad tidings is used in the New Testament, especially in reference to the glad tidings of the coming kingdom of God. That hope that we have in eternity. Titus, Titus, uh, the book of Titus puts it this way, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The gospel not only brings peace, but the gospel brings hope. That hope of eternity. A hope that life is worth living and a hope that, uh, that there, is, there is something better. It brings hope to life. Moving to Bougainville, I grew up in Papua New Guinea and saw a lot, but I never, never in growing up in Papua New Guinea have I seen, have I seen drunkenness like I've seen in Bougainville. Doesn't matter what day you, what hour of the day that you walk into town, you'll see somebody passed out drunk on the side of the road. Many of them, they'll sell their cocoa. That's the main product that they make. They'll sell their cocoa and there'll be fights in town against the husband and the wife because the wife wants the money to go buy groceries and the husband wants the money to go buy beer. And this is a common occurrence time and time and time again. Never have I seen... And I talked to some guys that and I asked them, why, why is there such, why, why do people just feel the need to be drunk all the time? And the response was this, because we have no hope. We have nothing to live for. When I first moved to Bougainville, I thought, why am I even here if these guys are just going to drink themselves to death? And then it hit me. I'm here because they need hope. I'm here because the only thing that's going to change their life is, is the gospel of Jesus Christ. I remember my grandpa telling me his story and how he got saved. And as, a, uh, as somebody who, a veteran from World War II that was in the Navy and after the war he, he became an alcoholic and that was his life, and it wasn't until the gospel changed his life that he could put that out of his life and, and, see, and have hope in his life once again. And I often think of how the gospel changed my grandpa's life. The gospel can change the people in Bougainville too. Listen to me, we all know people that are hopeless. We all know people that, that you often wonder, is, is it really going to matter? But don't forget, don't forget that the gospel is powerful and the gospel is the only thing that can bring real peace and real hope to this lost and dying world. In the introduction, I asked you to remember those people that were instrumental in your life in bringing you to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. As we close today, I'd like to challenge you with this thought. Who in your life today 
is waiting for you to be that preacher in their life? Who in your life today, maybe it's a relative, maybe it's a co-worker, a neighbor, who in your life today, where, 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 where will they be if you don't be that preacher in their life? The gospel is simple. It's all about Jesus. Don't overcomplicate it. The gospel has a need, and that need is a preacher. The gospel is powerful. Don't underestimate it. Let's pray.